0: Hang out with people who are different than you. Mm. Like if you've got time to volunteer, volunteer for something that you've never done before. Hang out with a different crew. Because I think that's where you'll start to learn about your own moral compass, Mm. and you'll start to see what the world looks like from somebody else's lens.
1: This episode of Please Blow My Mind is proudly supported by the lovely team at Sunpix Post.
2: Yes. I've got one of the directors here. Is that correct? That's correct. You're yes. like a boss. I am a boss. Well, Poppy's the boss, really. She's True, kind that. of managing the place. For those just watching, uh,
1: the cutest little dog ever. Oh, looked at me on <laughs> cue. Don't bite me. Uh, for those listening, uh, we're in the Sun Pick. I've called it the Sun Picks Podcast Studio. Yes. And we are, we're we're on this mission to create good conversation. Exactly, yeah. To acknowledge uh, the kind of traditional media, which is telly and radio, but give it a bit of a revamp into this whole podcast world. Of, exactly. Of, you know, like in the past, Dan, um, things cost a lot of money to make yeah now we can talk for hours yes and I think that's what we're both excited about right that's what SunPix is excited about yeah yeah and the
2: possibilities are endless mm. you know you start one you talk about one um, topic and you get different guests in and Mm. then they have different ideas and it's all about spreading ideas and making yeah engaging content really and um, we should start uh, like a conference called TED Talks TED Talks and it's just us (laughs) spreading ideas (laughs) ideas worth sharing
1: I think is their um, tagline Day, yeah. So anyway, we can rip that off. One day. Uh,
2: just quickly, if people want to check out the Sunpix story, um, they can jump online? They can, Z. So we're a post-production facility, and we basically make content uh, for TV, mm-hmm. for web, and um, we specialize in finishing, so color grading and uh, sound mixing, uh, podcast recording, voiceover recording. Awesome. Yeah, we try and do a little bit of everything around so here.
1: Kind app. of like creative one-stop shop. If you need to get yes, your message out there, true. Yeah. come and uh, leave. Come and th- visit
2: Poppy. She's here. She's an office <laughs> dog and she will probably bark at you as you walk in. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Sunpixpost.co.nz. <laughs>
1: This episode of Please Blow My Mind with me Will Fleming is brought to you by floatculture.co.nz. Floatculture is Auckland's leading flotation tank center created for the well-being of the body and mind. When you float with floatculture.co.nz, you'll create meaningful and lasting change with mindfulness and complete physical relaxation. Floating will become an integral part of your busy lifestyle. Float Culture is motivated to ensure that the entire experience achieves maximum relaxation, happiness and relief for you. So if you want to be part of the float culture scene in New Zealand, visit floatculture.co.nz to book your float and blow your mind right now. As a very special offer to you, the Please Blow My Mind listener, you'll get 20% off your next float by using the promo code MINDBLOWING, all one word. Visit floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Here we go. Michelle Dickinson. Dr. Michelle Dickinson. Are you the first doctor?
0: Come on, had, let me be. I want to be the first. No, nah, I had Grant Schofield. Oh, but he's, he's prof- so cool. He's yeah. a professor. Yeah, he's way cooler than me. No, he, he's good. Are you still doing the um, the keto? I am mostly doing keto. When yeah. I travel, I've just come back from two weeks in Fiji working there. Right. And it's really hard to keto there because everything's with taro. <laughs> <laughs> so keto sounds like taro. I did lots of raw fish and then massive amounts of taro, which doesn't really count. <laughs>
1: Um, tell me about Fiji because uh, I've been waiting patiently for you to go off and, you know, do the Avengers thing, helping out the world and, and, and helping out people. And I've, I definitely feel like, I mean, I don't have that in the bio for you, but I feel like that's that's what you're doing, you know. It's like if you're not helping people, what are we doing? And that's, I mean, is that accurate?
0: I mean, not for everybody. My, <laughs> my goal is to leave this earth better than I found it and if I can do anything with my experience or my expertise to do that that's what I wake up and try Mm. and do every day. Fiji was amazing and and sad and all of the things. So Fiji we went to set up a STEM camp, so science, tech, engineering and maths for girls aged between 6 and 13 Mm. who grow up in what's called the squatter settlements of Fiji. So these girls have basically no real permanent home. They have no access to clean running water, Uh, no sewage, no electricity. And they're trying to do their homework by sitting on a bucket by candlelight. Like It's not ideal. Um, And we're trying to help empower these girls to actually just be as awesome as they can be. So we're mm-hmm. teaching them science that's relevant to their lives. We're teaching them about disease prevention, bacteria, how to filter water, how to make sure the water that you're drinking is clean and, and good for you. Um, they're, where they're living is covered in rubbish. So we did a plastic pollution um, session where we cut all the plastic that we gathered. We washed it, we cut it, and then mm. we put it into strips. And then yeah. we use... Um, weaving, which Fijians know how to weave beautifully. We use their art of weaving, which the girls already knew, to make new structures with all the old plastics that we collected from their neighbourhoods. So we try Mm. and teach science and engineering in a way that's relevant and the girls can hopefully use um, in a way that hopefully helps them to better their lives and deal with some of the things they have to deal with. So Fiji was amazing but really sad. Really Mm. sad because these girls, so my Year eight girls who are 13, um, they're very likely to drop out of school this year, not because they don't want to go, but they gave me a list of things that they need to go to school next year that they don't have yet. And then I asked them to write me the list of things that they really need to go to school next year. And it was ruler, pencil, calculator and school bag and shoes Mm. and I'm just like what will cost me 20 bucks is literally the difference between probably the girl's rest of her life because the poverty cycle we know will continue if she doesn't finish her education so yeah heartbreaking but we're going to go back out there and keep trying to do some good work do you
1: leave feeling inspired or or do you leave just with energy to keep going? Because Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm so inspired to keep doing more. Now these girls have been through our program What I really want is the year eights to come back to our next program and be the teachers and I really want to empower that internal knowledge. We also train six local Fijian women to be teachers as well so we don't just leave and, you know, we leave behind all of our content. We leave behind the ability for this to continue. So I leave inspired thinking, you know, teach a fisherman to fish sort of thing. Yeah. But also, there's so much more we need to do. Yeah. Um,
1: Do you sometimes feel like, you know, the world is very connected now? I mean, we're doing a podcast that will, there's no hoops for us to jump through. It's just us talking and it will go to whoever it needs to go to. But with that, it's almost like we hear and see too much or do we i mean i sometimes sit down and think about that and i'm like i i kind of wish we had times where you didn't know everything or or you didn't have access to every single thing you know and and i mean when you talk about fiji and 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 there is something kind of nice and simple about uh you know Mm -hmm kind of not having much but at the same time it's like i I guess i guess you just have to think about the world we live in now and
2: look i think it's good
0: we're more connected i think the power of being connected is incredible yeah I think because we are so connected and we see so much content, it mm. becomes really easy to dismiss right. what is actually right. heartbreaking yep. content yep. because it's just another thing and it's all a bit too hard. Mm. And actually I'm just gonna go play Farmville now and yeah. you know, so I think it's sort of this double-edged sword, but um but I try and use social media and, and the media side of things for good to open mm. people's eyes to things mm. and do you know what a bunch of Kiwis go to Fiji every year and yeah. don't even realise because they don't leave their golden-gated community yeah. that right outside their door there's a young child who can't go to school next year for 20 bucks Mm. and if we can open that conversation Mm. i think we have the power to really make positive change
1: i I just 100 percent agree so you know for those kiwis who are listening and watching and i'm one of them what what can we do and it's something that's always that phrase is always thrown around what can we do and we want to do something um I still haven't got an answer for myself. You know, I, I, I don't have the capability to um, – I've got to be careful here because I do have the capability to do a lot. You You're doing thing, it now.
0: I, You're sharing yeah, messages yeah. across the world. We love yeah. to give
1: ourselves an out, don't we, yeah. like, and that's kind of it. But, you know, what would your advice be to someone who wants to make meaningful change and help? I mean, can they, sure. for example, um, donate or or give time? All of the things. Yeah, and all yeah.
0: of the things are there, and we know that. There's yeah. people on our doorsteps looking for volunteers. There's um, organizations like Big brothers big sisters where you can mentor a child who doesn't have you know perhaps both parents around Mm. or their parents are in prison you can donate one hour a week to one of those children literally on your doorstep so everybody if you make time can find something to do but we all say our lives are too busy (laughs) or we all say it's too hard and you know I have a a couple of life mottos and one of them is stop complaining start changing and what's the one thing you can do to stop complaining about something and just help to change it and if you set yourself a little goal like that even if it's one hour once Uh, a year you've made some positive change
1: agreed what did you want to be when you were growing up like
0: I wanted to be not poor right that was it
1: that was it that was the goal that was
0: my goal I didn't want to be poor yeah That was it. I didn't didn't know much about careers. So when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's because kids have been exposed to a range of different people and a range of different careers. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know that stuff growing up. So I hate that question because it assumes knowledge. I knew that there were teachers and they had jobs and I knew there were doctors because I'd seen those two people in my life. Wow. And I knew my mom worked in bars and that was it.
1: Yeah well i i ask that because you know well, the other side to social media is we see a kind of finished product or not a finished product but a current product that's pretty yeah you see the bit that's today yeah. and and i don't know i find it interesting to kind of dabble in well what makes us us and i i don't know that's why i podcast um i'm trying to work out is it is it the kind of hard stuff you get over which gives you that drive i can relate it a bit to myself you know i'm someone who was lucky enough to kind of like i was paved away i was cleared a path i had all these older brothers and sisters who just looked after me and loved me and and kind of <clears throat> I almost have a guilt from that you know but at the same time i I kind of reached 20s and 30s and i'm like i don't really want to do anything because i'm happy i'm all right so when i talk to people and everyone's got a different background and as far as i can see if 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 you were able to kind of overcome these obstacles it gave you this real superpower do you think
0: i think so i think it's really hard because we feel like we have to conform to something. We yeah. have to be something. We have yeah. to name it. Yeah. And then other people might judge us on this name. So it has to be mm. a fancy name that defines everything that we are. Mm. And I wake up every day do- every day, and I say, how am I going to get joy in yeah. my life today? That is it. And what brings me joy? Mm. And that's not necessarily a career title. I've had many titles in my life. I've worked in Silicon Valley for the top tech firms. I've yeah. been an academic. I, you know, I've worked in bars. I've worked in sports stores. Yeah. I've sold trainers to people. Like, But what actually brings you joy? And that's a different thing for different people at mm. different parts of their life like in your 20s and your 30s you're going to be a different person to your 40s and your 50s and you've got family and all of these other things that you are that help define you Mm. it's why I don't ask my kids what do you want to be when you grow up
1: yeah I ask my kids
0: what brings you joy okay because those are very different things
1: I'm I'm happy to be learning this because you know it's sometimes about you know we may say things but it, it, it might not be our intent right and I sometimes think about you know we're all kind of live in some way to the world whether it's your colleagues or or on the internet and, and you know, I do think sometimes we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so... That's okay. You have, That's fine. Yeah, right. Because we always say that to kids, eh? That yeah. if you don't know, you should ask. And yeah. I think adult is no different. But for some reason, we like to put ourselves in that box, like you said, you know, and kind of brand and label. And look, my big fat head is behind us um, on the video, kind of going back and forth. And I guess what I'm trying to do is maybe I shouldn't be trying to brand myself, you know, and... I hope I'm not. I, ho- I genuinely hope that, and I, I, I hope that people listening too are also on that journey. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of, you know, like finding out, um, finding out that everything is worth something or everything is worth nothing. You know, like I have a big kind of internal dialogue going on about the meaning of it, of life.
0: What if there wasn't? Yeah. Would you still want to do it? Of uh, well, course you would. Yeah, of get, course. So well, it doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But w- why, why do you think we're hunting so hard? Like, we're, like you know, I think of things like moral advice, you know, and I'm like, well, where are we getting our guidance from? I don't know. You know, it was the church, was it?
0: I mean, the, you know, there's a great book called Sapiens, which right. sort of, if you haven't read it, it's very good, all about defining the, s- the structures that humans need to yeah. survive as a group. If you look at many different animal systems, they don't do what we do, which mm. is we couldn't have built the pyramids or buildings without a whole bunch of people wanting to build something for others. Mm. There are no other animals really that do that. You're all As another animal, you'll go out, you'll kill your food, you'll eat your food, you're done. Yeah. You don't need the other animals to help you. Mm. So to do that, we've had to set these rules. And some of these rules are moral rules. Some of these are that we believe in money. Yeah. Okay, Money doesn't exist. It's a piece of paper. The paper is not worth anything, but we all believe this system that $5 is worth $5, Mm. $10 is worth $10. It's exactly the same. It's worth nothing. It's Mm. a bit of plasticky paper. Mm. And so there are these things that we have constructed to be social creatures so that we will perform things for other people that do not necessarily benefit us mm. ourselves so there are all these things in our past that have shaped <laughs> yeah. who we are and how we work on all of those things but if you stress the small stuff you're gonna miss the ride and it's a super short ride
1: would small stuff be like you know worrying about um
0: what latest iphone you've got who cares yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. can you ring people on it you take yeah. a selfie you're good stop stressing
1: <laughs> that's just hard for people they hear it hey eh? but everyone loves well it's just so hard because advertising works you know it makes yeah. you want that that's good
0: it. They hire really expensive people who get into your brain and go, what's going to make them want more? But mm-hmm. you just take a step back and say, does this bring me joy? Mm-hmm. And if it does, if a new smartphone brings you actual joy, save up for it. Buy yeah. it for sure.
1: You told me the first time I met you, you showed me a presentation that was at a podcast conference. And um, I just remember one bit of it. And it was uh, around why we're scared to stand up on stage mm. and talk in front of people. And I think you kind of related it to eyes. We don't like lots of eyes on no, us. No, because
0: in the caveman, yeah. When, you, when we were in the caveman era and we were hunting down saber-toothed tigers or whatever it was we were doing, if there are eyes watching you, yeah. you're about to be eaten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we have this innate fear of when we're being watched. Like That's not any natural. and Nobody's natural environment is mm. having all these eyes on them. And so we have to learn to, number one, train our bodies body to say, okay, there are lots of eyes watching me and I'm not under threat right now. Mm. And number two, how do I train my body to respond in a way that sees these as friends, not Mm. foe, and not to go back to my caveman state um, of dopamine and all these different hormones that your brain will automatically put out and just say, right, I am not under attack these people have come here to hear me speak because mm. I'm an expert. Yes. Somebody's put me on the stage because I know something. Mm. How do I make sure that I empower everybody in the audience to go away with the thing they came mm. here for? The thing about public speaking, which I do a lot of now, and it's not It's not my comfortable space, but I do it. I always say, don't live in your comfortable space because that's where the magic happens. Right. But that's a lot of people get up on stage thinking, I know a lot of stuff. I'm going to tell you a lot of stuff. Mm. And when I try and coach people on public speaking, it's saying, you know a lot of stuff. That's cool. But actually, why did your audience come? What did they come here for? And how can you make sure that every single one of them is given the gift by you? of the thing that they came for Mm. and that's a very different way of thinking about public speaking you're not there to be looked at you're there as a gift giver Mm. to literally give everybody an amazing present that may totally change their lives
1: do you think it's a amazing or weird or something that i can't quite articulate that when you frame it that way it makes sense but i feel like we misinterpret that sure um, and
0: because we're ego-filled selves yeah we're all about ourselves is how it, do we look is, my, mm. is it my best selfie how do i appear to others and once you realize that nobody's looking at you everybody's mm. here for them yeah. we're all really yeah. self-centered <laughs> yeah. everybody in the audience is not judging you mm. they're here to hear something for themselves so give them that thing yeah. and then it just takes some of the stress away
1: do you think uh and I wonder if you do some things in your life to to help remind you that, and and um, I mean, maybe Fiji is a perfect example, right? You can't not come away from that without a very clear sure. kind of guideline of or rubric of what's happening in life. But um, do you think things like that's why exercise and maybe meditation and stuff is important? That we keep thinking of the. I
0: hate those words. Yeah, 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 exercise yeah. Exercise and meditation. <laughs> Who does that's that? Twice. Oh, excuse me. I'm just doing <laughs> exercise today and then I'm going to sit and I'm just going to meditate. Yeah. Like nobody. When did that happen? Yeah. It became another box true, that you put true. yourself in. Yeah. I'm the exercise person. I do one hour, three times a week. Mm. I'm the meditation person. I get up every morning and I'm like,
1: ooh. Oh, like so good. I
0: hate those things. Yeah. I hate those things because I hate putting them in a box. Uh. If, be an active person. That's it. Just be active. Move your body. Just do things every day. That And that could be going to the gym. That could be just calling up a mate Mm. and actually meditating by hanging out with them quietly, but walking together. Mm. Like when people say exercise and meditation, (laughs) if you don't do that, you feel like you're missing out because you're not in that crew. But, But it's just taking your body back to its natural state yeah. and making sure you're making time for you.
2: Mm. That's it.
1: Oh, I love this. I love this. It's twice. You've been like, I hate what you're saying.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Yes, no, no, it's
1: because no, I know you will. No, no, so no, I no, can but, say but, that. No, no, but see, the goal for me is to blow my mind. Right. And I keep, the lesson I'm already learning is stop putting things in a box, stop making things you know, you have it in the intro, it's a chicken nugget I'm trying to create more chicken nuggets and I think what you're saying is like, actually live, isn't it funny just
0: live, just be (sighs) don't say, oh I feel terrible, I didn't do my 30 minutes of exercise today, just say how am I going to live my life in a way that I've moved my body today, Mm. and that might be if you're busy, parking at the end of the supermarket and walking through the car park and that was the one thing you did, taking the stairs instead of the lift, and you'll find that that. 30 minutes that you couldn't afford to do at the gym, you already did and mm. you didn't even notice it. Mm. And so rather than box these things and then feel bad that we didn't do them and then we beat ourselves up and then we're like, well, I'm not even there so I'll never even start. Just be like, what tiny thing can I do right now mm. to make progress toward those things? You don't have to do all 30 minutes of exercise in one go. So you true. can be an exercisey person yeah. and just by living your life day to day.
1: Yeah, like picking something up from the ground as squatting totally. or- Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's totally yeah. easy. Man, yeah, we've tricked ourselves somewhere along the line. We've tricked ourselves. Um, do you feel optimistic? You know, yes. is that another word that you hate yes. optimism? I hate
0: optimism. What does that mean? <laughs> that means we're born That's pessimistic. It, yeah. No, I feel, <laughs> I feel, well, like I said, I feel optimistic because every day I wake up and say, how do I get joy in my life um, every day? And if you have joy every day in your life, it's hard not to be optimistic.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, I just mean like, a you know, point of no return type stuff.
0: I, I have to stay optimistic. I believe in yep. people. Yep. I believe in the goodness what, like of people. Yeah. yeah. And, mm. you know, there's a whole bunch of terrible stuff out there. But I don't believe the world is terrible. I believe the media shapes us to believe that the stories that we want to hear yeah.
1: are sensational. Well, that will mean a lot for a lot of people listening, cause, including myself, who's right here, because it's really hard to gauge. Mm. It's really hard to gauge what, what we should be feeling and thinking. and um,
0: But it's a choice, too. It is. Right? Yeah. And so... We are all in very different circumstances. We all have very different things to deal with day in, day out. And there are going to be days that are hard and sad. And that's okay. You can still be optimistic if things are hard and sad. And so it's about this is what I have to deal with today. How am I going to feel about it? Mm. And some days it's going to be overwhelming and Okay, but what about tomorrow? Mm. And are we gonna do the same? You know I've been you know I've been through my fair share of terrible days. Yeah. Um, and I survived mm. and you've survived. Mm. And it's about that resilience and that I'm not gonna let this own me. I'm going to feel what I feel because it's good to feel this and tomorrow's a whole nother day.
1: It's so true. Um, One question and then I promise not to bring it up again, but I I can't help but remembering um, you on stage with Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's cool. uh, Like like trillions of people sitting there like, like what was that whole thing for you? Like
0: exactly how you (laughs) imagine. I'm like, (laughs) It's like my hero. And I'm here yeah. on stage with him. And he's so cool. <laughs> and what was lovely is he brought his family with him. So I got to meet his wife awesome. and his son. And do you know what it reminds me is that people are just people. yeah. And we do this, this whole ego self. We elevate people to be mm. better than us, more than us, more important than us. We celebrate them. Do you know what? He's awesome. Yeah. He's just a dude. Mm. He's a science nerd like me and like you and he was lovely. And I don't know why I expected different. Because when yeah. we elevate these people, we're like, well, right. maybe he's a total yeah. dick. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then I'm surprised that he wasn't. But I don't know why I believed that he mm. would be. Um, Just one so of those nice. he was, do you know what? He was lovely and totally normal. Well, I mean, that totally
1: came across in the show. And I mean, it felt planned, but also like free enough. And I hadn't quite experienced. That was my first kind of talk yeah. event concert I'd been to, you know. It was and,
0: cool. He filled arenas yeah. for people who want to learn about science and do you see a
1: rise in that kind of people going along to hear ideas being shared in real life i mean i kind of feel like there's talks maybe it's just through that i'm seeing it but I definitely feel like there's this, uh, if I took a guess at it, we like being together like being in a film. Mm. But we're also like kind of reaching out for, I've, I've got too many ideas rolling around. Can someone please help shape it so that it's not overwhelming me? You
2: know.
0: Yeah, and look, I think things like TED and TEDx right. and those being accessible online mean that even if you can't afford to go to these things. So mm. the challenge I have with events is they can be financially restrictive. Right. So Neil deGrasse Tyson was expensive. Mm. TEDx tickets are expensive. And if you look at how much it costs to feed a family, Mm. if you're on a low income, that's way out of your range. But Mm. if you perhaps have internet access, you can still feel part of something and have Mm. access to that. And that's what I do like. I think those of us who are going to events where there's lots of talky things are actually living in a bubble. And if you talk to the rest of the world, it's not normal Mm. to be at these events. It's quite a privileged place to be.
1: 100%, 100%. It's nice because you know when you talk like that, there is this thing that we all build people up. Up and I build you up in my head I mean I see you every couple of years or whatever it is but then there's a lot of people who have only seen you at a show and yeah. you're there Neil to the grass you know what I mean it's like
0: sure. and that's a huge responsibility my, yeah, 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 yeah. massive
1: yeah yeah. I mean your mind too right it's like it's, it's cool oh, when your well. heroes come along and talk and you got to sit down and make a fool in front of them and to let them know that you know you're just trying to make it work but I feel like when you talk about that stuff you just release a bit of the built up pressure you know and it, it, I know what happening because it happen to me as well that we're all thinking oh yeah it's actually not all this intenseness that we, we think you know and, and it's just really interesting because even today you know you, there's a lot that happens before we record you got to get here you got to get there you got to make certain things work and I get it we're like shaking that bottle of uh, fizzy fizzy you know drink and just got to let it maybe the fizzy drink is a good analogy because if you fizz it too much it's going to go flat we don't want to go flat we just want to not birthday. Um, what else I want to ask
0: you? So I want to know this. Can I say yeah, something? Yeah, sure. No, you, I just, I like yeah. this. You've got this like numeric keypad here. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this is like the theory of life. I've decided in one keypad, you have the words live, end. Yeah. One and two. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole of life yeah. on one little keypad right there. I, I know it says live, but I saw that and I'm like, well, that's what we do, right? We live, 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 press the live button. And then hopefully we're number one or number two winning the race sometimes. And, and then we die. It's end. So and it.
1: there's a whole lot of buttons causing confusion. Totally. And I'm just got to make sure that my fat fingers don't push sure. the wrong one. Theory of life on your little I can't there. believe it. Maybe I've, you've solved it for me. This is, <laughs> might be the last podcast, you know. You know, the fear I have about this podcast is I always kind of go after these deep topics and i hope i'm listening because what i what if i go into the next podcast and i'm just asking the same questions mm-hmm. you know at some point you've got to hear the answer right eh? and um i mean it's you, okay you, not you, to hear yeah.
0: it straight away though it's okay mm. not to be ready right but like you can hear the same message again and again yeah but actually someday you are listening because mm. that's the thing you are looking for and other days how many conversations do you have a day yeah. right heaps yeah. i don't listen to most of what people say so sorry when you see me rolling my eyes it's because i'm like trying to listen to you but i just give zero shits really um and then sometimes you'll say something and like that was th- like right now in my life mm. that was the nugget that i needed yeah and so it's okay to hear things again and not listen because mm. it might just not be where you are
1: might just not be where you are that's true I've got to be careful eh? I've got to be careful I'm still hosting the show can't think too much I can do that on my drive home that's what I can tell re- your
0: 17 year old self right yeah. that things weren't cool and you'd be like whatever old oh dude <laughs> like I'm not listening I got this because you're not listening yeah. and it's so easy to go back to our teenage selves where mm. we thought we knew everything and actually now as we get older we realize we know nothing True, and right? that's what's really scary it's like oh I thought I had it all sussed and now I feel like it's falling apart mm. it's not falling apart you just didn't have it sussed in the first place and yeah. now you're feeling like it's falling apart but you're Better than you were because you're learning every day. You can't learn everything at once.
1: It's true. When you're doing science stuff, when yeah. you've got your science hat on um, and a result doesn't come back, as you'd expect, It's every day. Yeah. Is it, is it an awesome moment, or are you like,
0: damn, I no. wish. No, just... every day it sucks because, of course, you want it. To, you want it to. You want your genius moment. <laughs> yeah. You want the world discovery to be right now, <laughs> yeah. and you're imagining the Nobel Prize, yeah. and you're like, oh, it was supposed to go blue, and it went pink, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like. Ah oh, shit! Yeah, and then you're like, did I weigh it right? Did some bug crawl in there? Yeah. And then you go through all the things that went wrong. And then you're like, maybe I'm a terrible scientist. Maybe so I shouldn't be doing this. I thought it was going to go blue, and it went pink. And then, may- and what if people look at it and go, "Oh, you're a moron." You do all of that, right? You're totally normal. And yeah. then you go, actually, it's just science.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like a lot of the times, you're just experimenting, and you have a theory about what you think is going to happen, but it's just a theory. Mm. You actually have to do it. And go. Mm. Okay. And then do you know what? You might try exactly the same thing tomorrow and it might work. Yeah. So science is weird that way sometimes.
1: Um, it's also weird for people who kind of like quick reference science all the time but aren't scientists you know like I feel like that's most people like that's the weird thing about um, everyone can find some type of data to back up anything eh? I mean that's something that happens all the time now
0: and we're seeing it in anti-vaxxers we're seeing Mm. it in people who don't believe in climate change we're seeing it in the flat earthers even who just did their conference here and I love these people because they are taking data they are being scientific and they're going I read this paper and therefore this is true and I think the challenge is is that um, we don't teach scientific literacy. We don't teach people how to look at the data and how to understand how science actually works. You can do one experiment for sure and it will give you a result for sure. That doesn't mean it's necessarily the whole truth. Mm. And to me, scientific literacy is the ability to look at different pieces of data and piece it all together. But That's hard. Do you know why? Because scientists, we keep our information away from you. Mm. We keep it behind a firewall in a really hard to read journal with a bunch of jargon that isn't designed for average people. And so unless you spent 20 years learning all these complicated words in this field and you know all these complicated experiments, it's really easy for you to go, oh, I read this really easy to access paper and it says this, therefore it must be true. Mm. And I think the challenge we have is our challenge as a scientist to say, how do we make this more accessible to people and how do we explain how we do science mm. to people? And it's not just based on one paper and one experiment.
1: Is that what you're doing when you're in Fiji? Is by kind of teaching that literacy? I mean, yeah.
0: When I what I do in life yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we teach people how science not only is done, but how we interpret data? Because that's the hard bit of science. Mm. How do we say from this experiment and this experiment, we think this is possibly true. We never Mm. say this is true because we're scientists. And that's why we can't defend ourselves. Because we will will never say, I defiantly know that this is true. We say, we think based on the evidence, Thus, And then an anti-something will be like, this is true. And you're like, oh, I'm trying to argue with you, but I can't say that this is true. And so it means we lose the battle a lot because we're not very good at stating the truth because there is no truth science is just this never-ending discovery of things um
1: uh, i hope i can talk about this where are you at with like belief and stuff it's something that comes up on the podcast quite often and and it's something you know like i would call myself somebody who has uh relied heavily on a scientific approach to life you know evolution sure. and, and that but then there's these moments where I sit down and I think well why do we boogie when there's music on why why if I see a little puppy that I've fallen in love with it? or something like that you know things that if you look at them they're no different to believing in a god because it doesn't exist actually the love you have for your whatever but you can explain it you can feel it mm. um and, and I wonder if you know i wonder what your thoughts are on that kind of missing bit or maybe it's just not found yet so we call it religion and sure one day it will be cool because we will have over time worked all these things out and yeah so i mean do you kind of like
0: (coughs) so i can only speak for myself and and i grew up with Um, atheist parents so I didn't grow up around religion and then I went to church when I was a teenager um, because I was interested I've tried I always say I've tried on a bunch of different religions like I've been curious um, but being scientific I always found it really hard to believe in my science and what it says and believe in religion or a god or mm. all of those things um i think i've ended it right now and i believe in people and i believe in the goodness of people yeah. if you made me pick a religion that i would probably stick to it's probably i'd probably be buddhist because mm. it's just about the goodness of people yeah. and being good and i think that's essentially what religion is to most people it's a community of people who come together to just be good people exactly exactly And that's my religion. (laughs) That's mine too. And wherever the earth comes from, I mean, we have a bunch of scientific theory and evidence around the Big Bang Theory. Mm. But if you want to believe that it was created by something bigger than that, cool. Mm. Like, I'm not going to take your belief away from you. Mm. I'm going to say, well, I don't study the Big Bang Theory. I know some scientists who do and I like them and they've told me that this is sort of Mm. what their science says, because they have long words that I don't understand. And so I'll, I'll go with that. But you're right. There's a whole bunch of things that we can't explain. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about science. That's
1: the best answer because it's, um, again, I'm I'm for myself. I'm letting some of that steam out. You know, I feel like I, I put pressure on myself, like talk to really awesome people and make your world view. And now I'm starting to feel like it's all right because I you know what's well, like 53 episodes or 54 and I'm more confused than ever it's great isn't you it? know I still that's why I'm wondering if I'm not listening I'm wondering if it's too much about the cameras and the microphones and wow it looks like Joe Rogan's podcast you know but I need to start kind of critiquing myself and, and are you actually getting but then you said you know it's like well you might not hear it the first time or the second time and
0: and you might not think you're changing, mm. but 53 episodes in, yeah. there are things that would have yeah. made an impact on your life that yeah. you're not even acknowledging. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, some things might be like a seed that takes time to grow, Away. Oh. Eh? Um, where would you go if you're a young person watching and you're just looking for a bit of, you know, guidance? And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I'm looking at things like... I referenced it before I feel like advertising and stuff is jumping into this realm of the moral compass I've seen a lot of adverts lately that are kind of telling me how to live and I'm not against that I like reminders Um, I I just sometimes sit back and think well what's what's why are you telling me is it that there's a profit in that or you really do think you're doing the right thing Um, but then I'm like well where where am I taking my moral advice from and I don't know maybe it's maybe it's a bunch of different things Uh, so I guess the question is um where would you take your where would you go looking for I guess a balance in ideas would it be into science maybe and and um do you have. I mean, you reference Sapiens before, so Great book. doing some reading, and I mean, when you ever get. So I always yeah. say,
0: go somewhere that you're not right now, mm. because having diversity of thought yeah. and diversity of opinion, and listening. Yes. You don't have to agree, but listening stops the us and them. Mm. And that's what I think one of the biggest challenges is in the world right now. It's the us and the them. And either you not feel like, feeling like you are them and wanting to be them, Mm. whatever them are. Mm. And if that's an Instagram influence, by the way, it's not real. You don't want to be them. are horrible. Or if it's a way of thinking about your life in a different perspective. So how is it that you have different opportunities than other people would have had and so i do it all the time with working with you know people from challenging areas low socioeconomic and i bring people who have didn't realize they grew up privileged but to areas where they're like wow mm. these kids don't even have what i would consider other basics and it helps them to reevaluate what they were striving for versus actually what's important to help new zealand and the world to grow mm. more equitably because the divide is getting much bigger and it's really easy to be in a bubble and not look outside and realize some of the challenges that are happening. And so I just say, hang out with people who are different than you. Mm. Like if you've got time to volunteer, volunteer for something that you've never done before. Hang out with a different crew. Because I think that's where you'll start to learn about your own moral compass Mm. and you'll start to see what the world looks like from somebody else's lens.
1: That's Wow, you answered that from the question I gave you. You're amazing, Michelle. I was just (laughs) going all over the show there. But it makes, again, total sense. And I think I maybe referenced uh, what would young people do, but adults too, right? 100%. We're in our bubble. That bubble's a real thing. eh? It's comfortable. Get on
0: your treadmill, go forwards. Yeah. Get off the treadmill, go backwards. See, going backwards sometimes accelerates you so far forwards in the long run. But it's,
1: Wait, so explain that. What do you mean? So actually purposefully back, stopping like, the momentum. Stop.
0: Go back, because I know yeah, it's cool, hard. cool. Now
1: you're, you're, you're blowing my Back mind. to this
0: comfort zone thing, right? Mm. People people look at my career and they're like, how could you work for the top tech firms in, in the US and then quit? How can you have been an academic and then quit? Like you were going to be a professor and it was going to be awesome. And I was like, for a title that didn't bring me joy every day. And so I left, you know, tenure track and I now run my own social enterprise. And people think that's nuts because they see it as going backwards because I barely make any money and I don't have nice, fancy, shiny things. I have joy every day. But to do that, I had to go backwards to see what it was that brought me joy every day. For me to be, I feel so accelerated forward in where I am in my life because I got off a career that wasn't actually where I wanted to go. Mm. But it took the fear of coming off and losing a salary and not knowing where your income was coming from to be there. And so sometimes just stop and think, am I on a treadmill going somewhere that actually I might not want to be? But I'm going because it's secure and it's safe and these are the things I need to do. Or am I using my skills to the best of my ability to make the world hopefully a little bit better than when I came on the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's huge and it's scary and, you know, it's, it's cool not for though. everybody. It's cool. I mean,
1: we talk and it's like we're around a campfire and you talk about the scary stuff and the boogeyman and, but but you realize we're actually all in it together, you know, and totally. you say them and us and we definitely are in that them and us, uh, you know, even if we don't admit it, you know, we're all trying to kind of work it out. and But I, I love remembering that. And it's not it's not mind-blowing or anything, but it is quite obvious that we're all the same, eh?
0: Totally. And, and them yeah. and us is just us. Yeah. Having had different experiences and different learnings and how do we listen to them and hear it from our own perspective? Mm. And then how do we have conversations? Otherwise, all we do is say, oh, them, those anti-vaxxers, they're mm. just dumb. Mm. Why do they do this? But most of them are coming from a place of fear and wanting to do the best for their kids yeah. based on the knowledge that they have. Yeah. And they're not crazies, they're actually people who are are not maybe scientifically trained and just trying to protect their children which is surely what every parent tries to do
1: 100% you know anti-vaxxers and and flat earthers Um, I love
0: the flat earthers did you see that docker I've seen part of it bloody love it it's so good it's (laughs) so good for reminding us that they are just people and people just want to be loved Mm. and that is it
1: yeah and maybe there's something that we don't have to agree with everyone all the time and we never have eh? it's always been it's always been been part of it. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't.
0: Because I feel like I... Started too late and yeah. now it's too hard to. Get yeah, into. I just, what's that it's like? It's quite violent. Yeah, and, I'm and a highly empathetic. Question, <laughs> so I don't think i can watch it. No, I don't. So I, these people keep making these references. I'm like, oh, I didn't yeah. even start, and now I'm not going to start. And now I
1: just no. Well, no, it got me thinking about um, the amount of time where it's like where I think we're already in the Matrix. You know, you get on your Netflix and you don't sure. come out for another no? ten hours and yeah. these binge watches and stuff like that. And you know, it's, I mean, that's kind of cool because that's all tech related. Um, do you
0: know what I'd love? Yeah. Is if Netflix told you how much of your life you spent <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and if yeah. you guys could cash that in yeah. and do something else. Ooh. Now right? Because how many hours is Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's a how lot. Many epi- right? It's like uh, hundreds of hours. Yeah. Um, imagine what you could have done with <laughs> hundreds of hours of your time. Yeah. If you donated that to a community or a volunteer project. Right? I think <laughs> it's really easy to be like, oh, just binge watch this series. And before you know it. Like there's a month's worth of activity that you could have done mm. that you and I'm not saying Game of Thrones is no, bad. No, 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 I'm no. just saying that sometimes it's too easy yeah. to spend our time doing this, yeah. and then we're like, oh, I'm too busy to help this. Yeah, yeah, I would love it if Netflix would give you a cash out this week. You wow. have what, It was sort of like what Apple tried to do when they were mm. like your screen time stuff. Yeah, true. Right? And then you started to try to lie to yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I needed the screen time. <laughs> so yeah. But that whole how much of our life do we actually spend doing things that we don't realise mm. we're spending that time doing?
1: Um, do you think tech companies? These are kind of like um, wising up that they know how to get our eyeballs on screen. That was the job, the algorithm. That's their
0: job. They're good at it. Yeah. They're amazing at it. That's their job. That's their KPI. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Right, right, right. So we either have to fight the system or just know that we're going to be, you know, Mm. square eyed. It's all right.
1: Yeah. um, I did hear something about, you know, that giving us promoting things that make you a bit wild makes you look longer and I was like wow that's some hypnotism magic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and I don't know what that produces it's
0: really hard so you know I've obviously tried to produce some content because I believe in education of people and actually TV is still the best way to do that Mm. if I look at people who the average person who sits at home works a nine to five job comes home seven o'clock is their TV time Mm. that's my prime for educating people and yet I have not been able to get a prime time show yeah. that educates people. And what do we fill it with? We fill it full of, I'm going to build a house against somebody else. <laughs> yeah. or, I'm going to live on an island and see how many people I can hook up with. Or mm. And that's what we've become. And that makes me really sad yep. because I think that actually we could make some really hard hitting docos to talk about the big things in life, Agreed. mental health Yep infertility the things that are affecting Kiwis massively and we don't talk about them and there's nowhere for people to go to learn about them.
1: Well, there is another, um, and I know it's not the traditional one, but I sometimes think of the motorway as prime time, you know, and right now we're also probably, I don't want to be too tough on our, our mates in radio, but, you know, it's like... Um, we also have an opportunity. Hey, eh? people traffic. are driving; they're listening, and yeah. that's where I love the podcast the most. In fact, I started looking forward to traffic because that was the time no one could get me. That was yeah. my little cocoon that I could just take in and hear these chats. And I don't know. I I don't know why. I I, I don't know why they wouldn't make a business case to have education in prime time appetizers. Yeah, but see, they're silly because they should they should want that.
0: I would love it. I would love to have some big conversations. Uh, So New Zealand, one in four couples in New Zealand are suffering with infertility. And it's a taboo subject that we don't talk about. And it's heartbreaking. And we didn't get that one through. And, you know, mental health is a huge challenge Mm. where we want to talk about it and we want to say it's okay to feel Awful some days, and here are some coping strategies. And we don't talk about it, and if mm. we're not talking about it openly, everybody's going to try and hide it and feel like they're broken, mm. and that's really sad.
1: It, is it just a bit of time when needed before everyone says, Look, I'm just not going to tune in to telly anymore?
0: Oh, I don't, do you tune into telly? Do you have a TV? No, no, nor no. do I. I don't know anybody RH has a TV. That's what
1: I mean. What's the business case? You know, surely they're like.
0: But then the business Mm. case is sad because then you go to Netflix and you only consume entertainment and the fun stuff. Mm. And Netflix, I think, is really dangerous. They've made a whole bunch of docos that I think are emotionally driven and not scientifically driven, right? right? So they aired things like Vexed and there's a whole bunch of very political docos out there that claim Mm. to be scientific that are really not. Mm. And so I think the challenge is if you don't have a commissioner mandating... Good quality content, you're going to get the thing that goes out there that makes money, mm. and that's not necessarily the truth.
1: You know how you're talking about, um, you know, understanding kind of scientific literature and yeah. being able to connect little dots. Um, have you ever tried to connect the flat Earth dots? So I love the flat Earth. What would you it's say? Terrible that I love them? No, because my son said to me, he's 13, and yeah. he's like, oh Dad, I've been watching all this stuff," and he gave me sort of rattling off all 13. of these things, and he's like why isn't it true and i was like because hmm, it's round because I, I trust we, science yeah,
0: but it's great he's asking these questions because then he can go on a discovery yeah. what I love about that ducko is right <laughs> at the end of the duck. I think it's called beneath the curve yeah, it that's a- right at the end they're like we're going to prove it's, <laughs> it's flat and we're going to do this experiment yeah. and if it's round this is going to happen but if it's flat it's going to happen and when they did it it was round <laughs> yeah. and I love that they proved within their own experiment yeah. that's great isn't yeah. it because that's the whole point of discovery it's not me telling you this is true mm. it's about you going on a journey to say okay well let's think about it, let's do an experiment, let's see what happens. Mm. And I love that. It's okay to be a flat earther and it's okay to discover some things and maybe you'll change your mind and maybe you know I mean some of us are privileged and we've been up to space and we can see the Earth, um, mm. but not many of us so it's hard to believe what somebody else says right because yeah. it's just another person telling you some stuff <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah go on discovery and it's okay if your son thinks that it's flat and then we go through a series of experiments to think about well maybe white's not flat and mm. how do we figure that out
1: yeah well that's what he hit me up and he's like what should we do and I'm like um, I don't know maybe I'll just sit down and try and find some other YouTube documentaries they love YouTube eh? yeah. everyone loves YouTube and YouTube's big on all of those little things that just make make your mind think I think that's why the kids love it do you you know know? my
0: favorite thing on YouTube right (laughs) now I hate it so much there is a video and it's had like almost 17 million views and people keep tagging me in it and it is how to make diamonds out of peanut butter and a piece of hot coal have you seen that no it's awful (laughs) but it's such a good video and it was like oh I'm gonna be rich I'm gonna like take my charcoal put it on the barbecue hit it up put it in my peanut butter and da da it's a diamond and what I love about that video is it has an essence of truth in it because we know that diamond is made from carbon. We know that peanut butter has carbon. We know that coal has carbon. We know that diamond needs temperature and therefore, well, of course this would work. And it's that knowing a bit of science and therefore connecting the dots versus understanding how the carbon is arranged, how you need high pressure, all of these other things and that the video could never be true, but it's a great video and it looks true. and so. I wish I had 17 million views on any of my <laughs> real science stuff. But that's what's happening. The yeah. essence of the truth is being carried through these fake videos and people believe it's true. Mm. And that's the challenge with scientific literacy is you can see the thing and you can sort of know a bit of info and then you're dangerous. Yeah, Because then you think you know. Mm. And that's where this sort of gray area really lies. <laughs> but it's not true, by the way, if you've seen that video. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's
1: not true. It's awesome. You can't do it. <laughs> Would you say as we kind of wrap up that... I've been trying to put you in that elevated box and you've been reminding me that I don't. you don't want me to put you in a box.
0: Don't put anybody in a box. No,
1: that's the thing, right? That's what I'm learning yeah. is that we're... And I've got to really challenge myself for these future conversations. Don't talk with these kind of... Assumptions,
0: eh? These deep Everybody has a story. Yeah. Everybody. And you'll meet some people and they'll be dicks. Don't talk to them again. That's my only rule. (laughs) I don't talk to dicks. Um I just hang out with cool people. Yeah. Because life's too short to hang out with people who are not kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's good blocking people? Like on social media and stuff? Is that (laughs)
0: Yes. I yes. do it. I right. do it because some people are really mean. Yeah. 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 Really yeah, yeah, yeah. And we
1: don't need to see every single thing. I don't.
0: Thing. And I don't believe that social media is a true representation of people's beliefs mm. and behavior. I don't. You know, I used to get really upset with some of the horrible things that people would write at me. Mm. And, um, and then I just thought, why am I valuing this person's thoughts? I don't know who this person is. I'm holding them above me, mm. thinking that their judgment of me is true. And it's like, hold on. Who knows me better than anybody? me? Am I okay with me? Cool. Then I'm just going to block this
1: person. (laughs) I mean, it's certainly, I mean, I I think we've always done it, you know, I've talked to people before and you choose not to hang out with that person. It's kind of mm-hmm. like blocking them, isn't it? Totally.
0: And I don't block that many people. I block yeah. the really mean ones. Yeah. I still am friends with a lot of people who have very different opinions to right. me, political or anything, because I think it's important to hear those voices. Otherwise, you become this bubble who lives in a bubble right. who doesn't think there's a problem with the world. Um So I, I use blocking sparingly, but I have blocked, and it felt
1: great. So that's the articulation of... Hang out with different crowds, sure. but not if they're mean to you. Don't, yeah. 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 Just I totally Hang out with either. mean people.
0: That's probably yeah, a good yeah, one. No, I love
1: that. I mean, it scares me. You know, I don't know what to do in this because yeah. I sometimes feel like if you don't kind of mute it or get away from it, it just sits there and makes you angry sure. and it makes you scared.
0: So I always sit and think everybody has a story mm. and there's obviously something in this person's life mm. that means that they need to elevate themselves above others yeah. to feel good. Yeah. And that's pretty sad, mm. actually. And so I try and come at it with some sympathy and some empathy around wow that person must have some real sadness in their lives that Mm. this is what they need to do to make them feel good about themselves, that's okay just don't don't take it in Mm. just see it for what it is
1: have you seen The Avengers? Yes.
0: Not the new one. Don't tell me the ending. No, no, no.
1: They do, ne, never would do that. Okay. <laughs> um, what's that simulating in our lives? Nothing. It's just a good fun film. and uh, You know, we're all looking it's at it. It's like, got science wow. in it. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> I love it. true. Right? I mean, and it's got moral it's, vibes and telling you what to do and how to live.
0: It's hero, mm. right? How to be a hero. Everybody wants to be a hero. And isn't that about thinking about your life and what is it that you're doing that is good in it? I love the Avengers. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it's all the dynamics of all the people, but in the essence of it, it's about being good. Mm. We call that hero status, but it's about what we should do, look inside, and how do I use my skills and my talents and, you know, my hammer or whatever it is that you've got to do good.
1: That's true. That's true. And it, I guess it encourages that you shouldn't be alone, right? You got to do totally. this thing together and
0: and hang out with the misfits and yeah. wear a cape sometimes. It's <laughs> I want to wear a
1: cape. That's <laughs> awesome. You are like a superhero when you're on stage. You know? Do you ever a kind of mm, Give yourself that permission to, you, know, you put on your costume and your nano girl, yeah. and I mean you have a,
0: I have a persona. That's yeah. my costume. Yeah, it's awesome. Sure, I bring my because people who know me in real life are like, oh Michelle, you're so boring. <laughs> like you're super lame. Because I am. I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm socially awkward. I'm weird. I don't like lots of people. Mm. I don't like large spaces. I don't like loud noises. I love this. I love mm. just chatting one on one in a deep way. But the extroverted world that we live in requires me and my job to be out in spaces that on my comfort zone. So I totally put on my cape. It's invisible cape and it's it's the Persona Nano Girl. And when she is on performing, she's all about performing in a way that empowers others yep. to literally take the message that they were looking for and be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's a real real privilege of a superpower if I can do that and that's my mission Um, but no and then when I leave the stage I take it all back off I go back to being Michelle and I'm boring I'll go put my slippers on and I'll read a book (laughs) and I'm happy with that Um, yeah before I met my husband I was dating online and so people would like Google me and be like oh she's awesome I've seen all these videos and they'd go out on a date with me and like this is a really lame (laughs) date because you're actually really dull and you're quite nerdy and so they built up this thing of who I was this yeah. is the persona that I reflect mm. around. How do you communicate a point versus who I am innately? And I'm okay with who I am. And people know this. They know at the end of event, you got five minutes and I'm out of there. Because yeah. I am not the networky social editor. Yeah. And that's okay. And you can tweet me later. And mm. I'll sit on Twitter and have a deep conversation with you. But as I've got older, I've allowed myself permission to actually live in the space that brings me the best out of me wow and that's not necessarily what the world needs because extroverted world and parties and all of this mm. stuff is where people like to go you don't see me at any of the parties <laughs> like I'm not that kid I'm, I'm okay with that guy.
1: I am um, you know you mentioned dating and stuff like that and I wasn't lucky enough or maybe I was lucky enough whatever it is to use internet dating because I met my wife just before that moment but it was just on the rise and she's from Germany and she was in Germany and I was traveling to see her and um uh, at the you know the you check in for your tickets and they're like oh did you meet online and i got really mad you know because i was like no at a barbecue you know and then i <laughs> thought about it later and i, I didn't was have like, to
0: pay for my day <laughs> yeah
1: i think i'd rather meet online than at a barbecue but
0: um oh no don't look i internet dated <laughs> for 10 years and i have so many stories so many but <laughs> the challenge with internet dating is all the challenges that you have around social media is you only put your best self on there yeah. and I think it takes more than an algorithm and a couple of selfies. It doesn't, the thing that internet dating needs is that chemistry button. Mm, mm. You know that thing? Because you don't know what it is, mm. right? My husband, I would never have found him internet dating. He's literally the opposite of all the things I'd put in my list <laughs> that I thought I wanted yeah. because I had this list of my ideal thing. And he's none of those things. And so the second somebody invents a chemistry map, then we're in. Mm. Internet dating is fun if you don't take it too seriously and you're just there to meet new people and maybe discover who you are around other Mm. people. But it's a horrible place sometimes.
1: (laughs) Algorithm. Do you think it's inevitable that um, kind of AI and that will play huge parts in our future? Yeah. Or do you think we're just going to be like, like I saw a record player here at the studio and I was like, wow. It's just there, ready for people. Old school, little needle, ready to do its job. What do you think is going to...
0: AI is going to take over. Do you know why? Because I have light bulbs in my house when I walk to my house and I say, turn the lights on, they turn on. (laughs) That's freaking awesome. Like I'm literally living the Jetsons movie right now. So I think AI is going to do a whole bunch of stuff that much better than we could ever do as humans so yeah. i think ai is massively gonna do some cool stuff and probably some scary stuff and that's what the media is going to tell us about yeah. but it's already doing amazing things right. that we could never do yeah. but it's that balance right how do we have ai in our lives and still mm. play the record
1: yeah true that uh that's a nice quote michelle just to end um want to say thank you again for coming on the podcast thanks that's for inviting a, me well. big favor um what's one moment in your life that you, you're you okay sharing that blew your mind you know that, that you kind of went to bed and woke up a different Michelle Dickinson you know it's like I'm trying to isolate these moments so we can look in our own kind of stories and say wow that's why I'm like I am and maybe there is none but do um, you have like a moment that
0: so yeah, I have a PhD in nanotechnology the day I failed high school was the day that I thought it was over and through luck and opportunity and sheer hard work somebody gave me an opportunity that saw my skills were not reading and writing but building stuff Mm. and the day that I realized that I was going to get into a polytechnic and study engineering and build things hands-on rather than having to write an essay about it and actually find what my true strengths were and that the doors weren't shut. I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd even get a degree, Mm. never mind a PhD 12 years later. The day that somebody said, hey, here's a door and it's open for you and you didn't even know it existed, that was the day.
1: Awesome. Anything you want to plug while you're here?
0: Oh, plug everything. Just basically everybody be awesome. (laughs) Get joy in your lives every day. Um, (laughs) Obviously, my company is NanoGirl and we do a whole bunch of cool stuff that engages people to just... Love science. Live science. Mm. Think about science in your lives. We do live. We're touring the country again with our live science show. We've got an after-school club coming, which I can't really announce yet. But it's called STEM Stars and it's awesome. Cool. Um, our new podcast has just come out for kids on Radio New Zealand. So once you've listened to this, if you've got a spare 20 minutes and you've got your kids in the car, yeah. log into that. That's cool too. Awesome. Nana girl and the Great Science Adventures is what it's called. And just, you know, don't beat yourselves up. Mm just remember every one of us is comparing ourselves to others and once you stop doing that you'll probably realize how awesome you are it's
1: so true and thank you for saying that and thank you again for like you know i am trying not to put you in that box i've learned my lesson but i watch you from afar and you are trying to do things that give others hope you know and i don't know if you do it consciously or what cost that is for you you know but it's good shit like i don't know i need that stuff i need to log on every now and then and see someone who we know locally just like just get shit done. trying hey eh?
0: live every day as if it's your last because one day it's gonna be and you don't want it to be that day that you weren't doing anything
1: boom yeah. all right well thank you again thanks, and uh, until next time thanks everybody for watching and michelle thanks for blowing our minds